continue on. Um, I guess this will kind of go along with I am the true vine, but the Lord shifted me uh, this morning, so I don't know how this is going to come out. <laughs> but with that being said, I don't know who it's for. I would say for me, all right, um, but I say something that we can all um, um, use, amen, <laughs> or adhere to, right? So, you know, before the service, um, there was a song that played, and um, I'm not going to play it, but <laughs> it said, uh, there's a had of songs, you are working all things for my good, working all things out for my good, you know, and, and sometimes when we're going through, when we're facing trials and tribulations, we may not be able to see that, right? We may not be able to see, we may only be able to see right here, right? So we've been talking about the true vine, right, and... and we learn in John 15 that we're branches, right? And we, we, God has designed us to bear fruit as his children, right? But there's one fruit that we're only going to bear when we go through trials and tribulations, right? We don't like it. We don't like going through the trials. We don't like going through the tribulations, right? But it is necessary, right? So let's turn to um, James. James. So I guess, like I said, this will tie in the true vine, I guess. Because we, we got to stay connected you know, even in the midst of the trials and the tribulations we experience. And sometimes that could be tough because we start to look at the situation. We may start to look at people and God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to keep our eyes on him. Right. It, it's hard. It's hard when we're going through. You know, it's like I said, we sometimes we get short sighted and we can only see right here. But he wants us to see down the road. And when we look down the road, we're to be looking at him. Right. So whether or not he works it out or he, he uh, gets us through that tribulation, because he may tell us to just stand, persevere and go through. Right. So as we look at uh, James, did I tell you what chapter? No. Oh, I'm sorry. James chapter one. <laughs> I'm about to start talking. <laughs> you know, so like I mentioned, we bring glory to the father when we bear much fruit. So, you know, Elder James Right. James here is he was half brother of Jesus. Right. And what we have to understand is during this time when he's writing this letter, he's writing to the, the Jews, you know, the, the born again Jews. But they were facing some hardships. They were facing some persecution. Right. So let's look at we'll begin at verse two. And I, I'm not even going to be long today. All right. Uh, I'm not. We'll see. <laughs> Alright, so James chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. He says, my brethren, so that tells us he's writing to the believers, right? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. Right? He says to count it all joy. Now, he's writing to believers here who are facing persecution, but yet he's telling them to count it all joy. We've all faced trials, right? Don't feel like joy, does it? Don't feel like joy. We can be honest. <laughs> See, that's part of taking that mask off, right? You know, when I go through trials, I don't feel like joy. I'm like, Lord, why? But th there's a reason. Because he says here, what? It, uh, it produces patience. See, sometimes we think when we go through trials that it's strengthening our faith. No, it's producing patience. Now, we need faith to get through our trials and our tribulation. Right. And sometimes we want to increase faith. 
right? We want to increase faith without being tested. So we read this past Wednesday, right, that the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, increase our faith, right? And I talked about how, you know, we look at that in faith when it comes to the church. We look at it a lot of times for believing God for things, especially we get taught to believe God for materialistic things, right? Not all the time looking for money or things like that, but whether it's a promotion, whether it's a house, whether it's a job, right? We're looking for God. We believe in God for those things, but is that really what God is asking of us? I talked about Wednesday how we should ask God. It takes faith to walk in forgiveness, right? But we don't want to do that sometimes, right? Because it takes faith to know that, hey, no matter what we're going through and no matter what somebody does to us, rather, that God is in control, right? You know, have you ever been hurt by a fellow brother and sister in Christ? Right? Doesn't feel pretty, does it? It hurts. It stings even more compared to somebody out there in the world. The people in the world, it still hurts us, but we respect it. Comparison when we get hurt by a fellow brother and sister in Christ. God forbid we get hurt by the pastor. That stings even more. How could you do that? But it takes faith. It takes faith, right? So, some want patience. I think it was Phil that said one time he don't ask the Lord for patience, right? Was he? Yeah, because his face is trial, right? But here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. In verse 2, he says, count all joy when you fall, not when you might. So understand, we are going to face trials, right? Whether we're born again or whether we're not born again, we're all going to face trials. The difference is, as born again believers, we can put our trust and our faith and anchor on Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? So we don't have to look at the situation or the problem, even though we may be prone to do that. Right? But we're different than the unbeliever. Right? Because we have faith. They don't. So they're going to walk by what they can see, what they can touch. So they're going to be quick. The unbeliever will be quick to lash out at somebody. Out of corner. Right? We may do that, but we shouldn't do that. Because if we do that now, we got to come back and apologize. At least we should. Right? Because when we do that, that, should, that, that's that cutting that should be taking place. Right? Call conviction. Right? Because the Lord doesn't want us to respond like the world does. So we have to understand, even though we're going through trials and tribulations, God knows best. God knows best. See, we're quick to quote the scripture that he won't put more on us than we can bear. But then when we go through the trials, Lord, it's too much. I can't take it. But God knows us better than we do. Right? So when we think we can't take it, God's looking down. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And we're like, God, I can't take it. No, I can't. He's like, yeah, you can. Stop whining. Right? But what do we do? We begin to whine. We begin to complain. Right? And I know we're all guilty of it, to include me. <laughs> Every one of us is guilty. But we have to understand there is a reason for it. That is the only fruit that we're going to uh, bear when we go through those trials. We don't like it. Right? But it produces what? Patience in us. Right? So even when we get through that trial, that tribulation, guess what? When we come to the next one, we should be a little bit better. And then the next one, we should be a little bit better. Because now we're learning to trust him and our, our um, patience, our long suffering is becoming stronger. 
and growing in us. So even in the midst of being in this ungodly world, being dark, guess what? We got to stop complaining and stop whining. Because God is long suffering that he doesn't want to see anybody perish. And I talked about that a while back. Right. So guess what? We got to be long suffering to not want to see anybody perish. Right. So for some reason in the, in, in the, in the church today, Christians, we're looking for a way of escape. Lord, come take us now. Come take us now. Come take us now. Look, we got Christians saying that, Lord, come take us now. They ain't ready. Right. We're not ready. Right. But we just don't want to face the trial. I mean, you're talking about James and writing for people who were being pushed out, persecuted. And he's telling them to count it all joy, but yet a little trial that we may face. I say little, it's big to us, but little in comparison to what they were going through. We have to learn to count it all joy. Right? We have to learn to get in God's presence. Uh, verse 4. Look at that, I'm almost done. Verse 4. But let patience have its perfect Work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So what does perfect mean? Perfect means completeness, brought to its end. It's meaning that, hey, we don't look for the trial to be cut short. We talk about it all the time, right? This is not a sprint. This is a marathon, right? <laughs> but when we go through that trial, we look, Lord, like I said, Lord, I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. It's too much. He's saying, yes, you can. He's saying, continue to keep your faith, your eyes on me, right? And then what happens? The second wind should be able to come in, right? He doesn't want us to look at the situation, right? But he wants us to look at him, knowing that no matter what, whether he comes to deliver us or he doesn't, that we are still going to stand, just like they had to do back then, right? So we talked about back in the early church, how there was Christians thrown in a coliseum before lions and animals or being burnt, right? That was a trial, right? Now, truth be told, I think we probably rather face some of the trials that we go through than that, right? But they had to stand. We still got to stand. And like I said, that, that, that can be hard. But we have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, right? We have to stay in his word, right? So, why would God allow us to fall into trials, right? Is it to increase our faith? No, not at all, right? So I mentioned earlier that trials do, does not produce faith, but we need faith to get through our trials. Because if our faith fails us in the midst of the trial, then instead of looking in faith or standing in faith, now we could turn, it could turn into bitterness. It could turn into anger. It could turn into unforgiveness. Right now, we'll take it on, take it out on those who are around us. But what we're really angry and have unforgiveness is really with God. But because, Phil, by a tangible here, I will take it out on them. Right? Or, you know, and I may not purposely be trying to take it out on them, but I become short. Right? He doesn't want us to do that, but he wants us to stay patient. Right? And while we're staying patient, we should be in joy, right? <laughs> right? We should be able to rejoice in him, right? So now, we, while we're going through the trials, guess what? We got to stay in his word. We have to stay in his word. We have all sorts of scriptures from Genesis to Revelation that gives us examples 
of people that had to endure trials, had to stand in faith, and it produced patience in the end. And we, we have examples of those in the Bible. So whether it's Abraham, whether it's Paul, right? I'm sure Paul would love to not have been stoned, right? But that's a trial that he had to go through, right? But it produced patience in him. So even though he went through, let's say, the first stoning, guess what? The other times where he may have experienced and went through things, guess what? He was able to trust and rely on God. And he talked about it in Corinthians. Second Corinthians. The things that he went through, right? He kept talking about all the things that God brought him through, right? So we want to talk about being more than conquerors, <laughs> right? In order to be more than a conqueror, guess what? We got to go through those trials. And like I said, they hurt. They hurt. And yes, we want deliverance. But even if God doesn't bring deliverance, he will give us the strength to endure through it. But we have to trust him in that. Right? And we have to stand in faith. And see, a lot of times, you know, we as Christians, sometimes we're thinking we're, we're, thinking we're standing in faith, but we're not standing in faith. I'm glad I just said thinking. I think thought about an example. <laughs> right? Is it the train, the little train that's trying to go up the hill or something? I think I can. I think I can. That's what we do. We try to do positive thinking. Right? Lord, I believe you're going to deliver me from it. Lord, I believe. And we're talking so much. And that's not faith. That's not faith. That's us trying to convince ourselves. So now when we do that, then guess what happens? <laughs> as soon as the trial hits, we're folding. Right? And, and we don't wait to the trial to start walking in faith. We start walking in faith before we get to the trial. So now when we're in the trial, the faith helps us get through the trial. Amen. And see, because we're doing positive thinking, once that trial hits, uh, so now you have Christians that don't produce patience or have endurance, and what happens? They fall backwards. Yeah. Right? They fall backwards. Or they may just give up on God completely. Mm. It was too much. I couldn't take it. This was happening. That was happening. It didn't make no sense. I've met people like that. Said they would walk with Christ. But things became too much. So they stopped walking with Him. Anyway, and it, it blows my mind sometimes because things are still going to happen. <laughs> so wouldn't you rather walk with God <laughs> and then not walk with Him? You know, but because they're looking here and they're short-sighted, they can't see it. Their faith is not there. So patience in the Greek here means hypermon, which means steadfastness. Endurance is a characteristic of someone who is not swerved from his loyalty to faith, regardless of the greatest trials or sufferings. Right? That's how we show that we're children of God when we're going through. Right? Because we can still bear fruit, and that fruit that we're bearing is patience. Right? In the midst of that. We're not blowing up. Not all of a sudden we're, we're, we're blessing God before the trial. Now we're going through the trial, and now all of a sudden curse words are starting to come out of our mouth. That's not patience. That's not patience. Right? Have you ever gotten. I'm not asking for a raise of hands. <laughs> Because I've done it. So have you ever gotten so mad at someone wanting to get out of a situation you just start throwing stuff, yelling? I've done it. Right? I've done that. 
I remember being at a job years ago that I wanted out of, and I was getting angry and mad at the job, and I got mad at God. But there was a reason why he had me there. But I couldn't see it initially. Right? And, but there was a reason that he had me there because he used me as a light to those that were there. But I had to take my eyes off the situation and put my eyes on Christ. Amen. Now, once I got this, I, my eyes off the situation, put my eyes on Christ, and took my eyes off of me, <laughs> now he was able to use me. Right? So even in the midst where I may have to stay late, work 24-hour shifts, guess what? I'm praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. Son, what's gotten into you? God is good. Right? These are unbelievers. <laughs> Man, you're always walking around here smiling and singing because God is good. God is good. Right? So now, when they're watching us, they're watching us. So while we're going through those trials and tribulations, Guess what we're doing? We're being witnesses. We're being witnesses. They're observing us. Hmm. How is Joan able to stand like that? And uh-uh. It doesn't make sense. And guess what? Now they'll come and ask her. And now she can witness. Right? Now she can witness. But if we're blowing up with the rest of them, <laughs> if we're complaining with the rest of them, <laughs> And then we try to witness, well, what do I have to listen to you for? Because you complaining just like I'm complaining. <laughs> so, you know, but God, he wants us to endure, right? So, you know, we have to endure. And I'm sure that some of us, if not all of us, are facing trials and tribulations now. But we have to stand firm and allow our faith to guide us through. And as we're allowing our faith to guide us through, guess what? We're becoming stronger and we're, our, our fruit of patience and long-suffering is increasing more by more. So now it may start out as 30-fold. Now it goes to 60-fold. And then what's, uh, by the time we go through that long, enduring trial, it becomes 100-fold. Right? So now we can be an encouragement to our other brothers and sisters in Christ as well. Amen. Right? But we forget those things because... We don't want to go through the trials, right? We don't want to go through. I mean, you think about it. And I, I think I mentioned this before. When Paul, not Paul, when Peter and John got beat, <laughs> they rejoiced, right? We, we, we got to learn to count it all joy when we go through, right? We, 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 we got to learn to count it all joy. So trials, uh, I think I said that. Uh, well, I'll repeat it. This is new. Trials don't produce faith, but when trials are received with faith, it produces patience. Yet patience is not inevitably produced in times of trial. If difficulties are received in unbelief and grumbling, trials can produce bitterness and discouragement. This is why James exhorted us to count it all joy. Counting it all joy is faith's response to a time of trial. Right? In the midst of the trial. We should have smiles on the face. Right? But it's a smile that comes from the inside. Right? It, <laughs> at our church in uh, Connecticut, there were some evangelists that used to come by. Uh, well, I think they came by once, but the guy always used to sing a song. Um, what was, now, I just forgot it that quick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to think of the, the, the song. <laughs> um, I can't remember now, but it was something about counting all joy. Right? But 
um, in the midst of that, we, we, we got to have joy when we're going through, right? So the only way we can keep that joy is, like again, going in his word, praying, worshiping him. Well, I don't feel like it today. Yeah, we may not feel like it because our bodies, our, our, our bodies don't want to do that. Our bodies naturally want to complain, right? But we have to renew our minds. We have to renew our minds. But the more we do it, the more we, we may start out dragging, but we have to keep praising him, keep worshiping him, right? And then the more we do it, now all of a sudden, the situation doesn't become as big as we thought it was, right? It starts to shrink because now we start to realize that God is bigger. God is in control. God has his hand over the situation because God knows the end from the beginning. God already knows that we can get through it. If we don't quit, if we don't draw back, right. right? Because if we draw back, guess what? He has no part in us. Why? Because we're not standing in faith. So if we draw back, he can't move in. And it's not that we're looking for him. Yeah, we may look for him to come in and deliver us, but he may not deliver us, but he's going to walk with us. He's going to walk with us side by side. So when we're feeling weary, guess what? He's picking us up. He's holding us. He's carrying us, right? And, and those are the things that we have to keep in mind. So when we go through these trials and these tribulations, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So if any of you lacks wisdom, trials bring a necessary season to seek wisdom from God. So we need to ask him, Lord, how do we get through this? Right? It's not about... The, wi the wisdom is more important than the knowledge because the wisdom helps us to learn how to use that knowledge that we have. Right? So we got to ask Him for wisdom. And then we have to just wait. Right? We have to wait. One thing we don't like to do, most, we don't like to wait. We don't like to wait. We don't like quietness. That's hard for somebody. I'll say that's easy for me, but that may be difficult for some of you. But that's something that's easy for me. Right? So we have to learn to wait. And God will direct us and give us wisdom. So even in the midst of while we're praying and while we're praising Him and worshiping Him, now all of a sudden, oh, I got it. I know what I can do. Right? Because there's times where I may have been worried about something. Right? And then I go to pray. And I go to worship, and I may not even get the answer right then and there. But before I get up in the next morning, wisdom comes. Wisdom comes. The Lord will tell me, it will lead me, to direct me on how to handle the situation. Even if it was something I've done wrong. Right? But and those are the things that we have to keep in mind because God knows. God knows. Amen. All right, let's finish this up. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So with no doubting, we can't doubt. Right? What we do is, <laughs> when we're going through the trial, we're asking God. We're trying to stand in faith, but then we're up, we're down. We're up, we're down. We're praising him one minute, and then we're grumbling and complaining the next. That's how we do. That's how I've done. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's how I've done. He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to stand in faith and stay firm 
and planted on planted on the solid rock, the foundation which is Jesus Christ. So what do we know about waves? Waves are unstable. Waves don't rest. Waves are always going, always moving. Right? So when those, when we may face trials and tribulation, guess what? If we're like a wave, now we may just be worrying all the time. And, and, and letting our uh, fears and anxieties cre creep up. And he doesn't want us like that. He wants us to be like a flat surface. Steady. Concrete. Firm, right? Firm. But if we, we, we like that wave, now the wind is tossing it, right? Every little thing that we think, oh, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen, right? Now we, 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 we become, uh, that wave becomes destructive. And if we allow that trial to, to get to us and we're not standing in faith, now we can become destructive. We could become destructive to those who are close to us. Right? We could start hurting people or, or speaking things and not even realize what we're speaking. Or we could start projecting on other people our fears and our worries where they may be firm and trying to stand in faith, but now we're, we're, we're projecting our anxiety towards them. He doesn't want that. Amen. He wants us all to be solid rocks. Amen. Firm. Foundation. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. That doesn't need any explanation. Right there. <laughs> he is a double-minded uh, he, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So they are unstable in believing God. Alright, but we, we can't be that way. We have to be stable, not unstable. We have to stay firm and in faith. So even if you're not going through a trial right now, now's the time you should be building up your faith. Right? You should be building up your faith. Spending time with, and we can't wait to, and sometimes that's what people try to do. They wait till they face something. Now all of a sudden they want to start praying, reading the word, and things like that, going to church. It's not going to work like that. It's not going to work like that. These are the things that we need to be doing beforehand so now when we go through guess what we can endure and we can stand strong amen amen, amen. I'll, I'll stop there amen let's pray